Welcome to From There to Here with your host, Miranda Dekonski. Together, we'll explore our personal journeys and how they have impacted where we are today. We hope that you'll walk away inspired, motivated, energized, and knowing that there is no right or wrong path. Each path is uniquely our own. And now your host, Miranda. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of From There to Here. I'm your host, Miranda Dekonski, and today I'm excited and honored to be speaking with Moises Rico. Moises, it has been a long, long time. Um, it I'm so, has been. I'm so happy to see you. Um, for those that don't know, I hired Moises in 2018 at Paired, which was a really awesome place, probably one of my favorite places that I've worked at in a long time, just because the team was so awesome. Moises is in El Paso. Um, so I would love to hear, Moises, just a little bit about you. Where are you currently at and what are you working on? Yeah, so hello, everyone. Thank you very much for having me on. I, it's a great pleasure to be on. It's my honor. And this is one of the few podcasts that I've been on. Uh, I've been in the podcast space. Actually, when you when you hired me, that's when we started being in... Uh, uh, that's where I start, uh, thought about having a podcast with my wife back then. And we just revamped it here in 2022 with a little bit of a twist with more of what we intend to do now. But yeah, I mean, I met you, Miranda, in 2018. Kind of in a similar situation where I was back in, uh, I think like eight, eight, nine months ago, where we took a risk. My my wife and I took a risk. I I'm one of those people who always want to achieve or go to the next level, and I'm pretty sure that's what you sense from me. Like, hey, I don't want I don't want to just work for you. I want to like work, but also go to the next level. And that's what we did. That's how I ran into Paired. Luckily, because it took a risk of leaving my job that was. Yeah quote unquote, secure and found paired. And even then with paired, I was like, okay, I want to be a leader in this, uh, especially because it's a startup. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to be um, a wave maker or a trend maker, or however you want to call it. I just wanted to go to the next level and help people. And because of COVID, unfortunately, I mean, that's how long it's been since 2018. And then 2019, that's where we kind of parted ways uh, job wise. And then 2020 happened. So I was with Paired, I believe, over a year and a half. I think it was in July. Believe it or not, I don't know if you know this, but the day, the day before, literally the day before, before my second daughter was born, that's when we were like, that's when they were like, okay. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm aware. I was so sad. I had numerous folks. I, I kept in touch with a lot of folks from Paired. I actually... Would I was working right around the corner and I would go on my lunch and just hang out there sometimes with people and, and get to see folks. And I will tell you, I was just devastated when yeah. I got the, I started getting the messages from folks, you know, uh, Mark, April, Paul, all of those folks just reaching out to tell me what was going on. And it just, it broke my heart, you know, um, great crew, great product, great team. Um, but, you know, I think, there are, you know, arguments that things happen for a reason. And yep. I I am on Instagram with you and I see you posting a lot right now around like leadership and mental health and all of this type of stuff. What, what are you working on? So what I'm inspired, I'm aspired to be as a coach, um, whatever shape or form that I can be a coach in and also a speaker. The reason for the speaker is because I see the speaker more of a I guess kind of like a marketing thing where I go and speak with someone and they want to, because of what I, what I speak about and my story and everything, they eventually want to work with me. 
So I'm kind of in those two spaces right now. I'm in the process of working with another speaker coach as well, who inspired me to not to do that, but basically I really aligned with what he is doing, which is what I always did with people. So I went through just to kind of give context. Uh, when when I got fired from Paired, it was good because they gave us severance pay. So I was good for like a, about eight weeks financially. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, have three kids now and a wife. We moved because of COVID. Um, it's a better place and everything, but we still needed to figure out the financial stuff. And knowing me, I didn't want to just go back to taking calls again. I wanted to go to the next level because that's where I was headed with Paired. So I was like, okay, I needed to be a supervisor or a manager. So I went that way. I went that route. Luckily, I got the job. But six months later, I just found myself in a very dark space. I went through one of the darkest periods in my life. I asked my wife, I think last week, when do you think was the worst that I've been from the time that you've, you've known me, which has been eight plus years. And she told me last year, last year when, when you were working. And it wasn't necessarily the, the supervisor position or the company or the people. It was the amount of things, like putting the intention in the wrong things when it came to the job, when it came to like how I want to lead people. And the way I wanted to lead people is very much care about the person instead of what they can do. So that's where I'm very much in, in line when it comes to leadership and making sure that they're mentally good so that they can perform well. Because as I have, I have well, it's not a theory, but I mean, 2020 proved it to everyone, to all of us. Even now with the great, what they call the great recession, people quitting left and right. People are choosing their lives over whatever business occupation that they have because they now realize what's more important to them. And that's where I kind of, we can use that as leaders, not to our advantage, but being aware of that, we can better lead our people. And that's where like I'm inspired to like create those videos online to better prepare those people um, to manage crisis, to manage chaos, to go through their struggles, because that's what led me one, when, because I went through the dark period, I realized, okay, I need to get out of here. So again, another risk, <laughs> mm -hmm. I ended up quitting the job and my wife took a risk on me. Good thing we had savings and everything. And in that process, I didn't really plan to land in this space, but in that process of getting to know me and growing me and reading books and listening to podcasts and just learning so much, I just came across like, wow, this is truly what I'm meant to do. Because whenever it came to jobs or my family or friends, I was very good at noticing patterns and being aware of how a certain person or certain things make me feel and asked around to see like, hey, I feel this way. Do you feel the same way? And how come we're not doing anything about it? And I would be the person to step up and say like, hey, this is, hey, managers, this is how your employees are thinking about you. This is why they're not coming in on Mondays. This is why they're calling in and, all this, and calling in sick which is where I was in my dark space as well, yeah. working from home, believe it or not. But yeah, I just, I'm just inspired to help people realize the greatness that they have inside of them and just bring that out of them because I believe every single person was born with it. Maybe life threw dust on, on them. They have past trauma. They have anything, any circumstances, struggles that everyone goes through that maybe they, st they started not believing that so much. Yeah. And I'm, I'm doing my best through the videos, through a podcast that I have, through working with the coach speaker and through the future things that I'll be doing 
so that I can help people do that as well. You're so inspirational, Moses. Thank you for (laughs) one, being so open and sharing that with me. I know you're not alone. The last two years has been tough for so many folks, so many folks, especially those that maybe don't have the resources to be able to, you know, leave or to, you know, make a shift. Um, I, I love that you did that. And I think everybody's going to benefit from it. So um, I, I would love to go back a little bit and talk a little bit about maybe your childhood. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, are there any moments in your childhood that you think have mapped you to the path that you took? Big one. And if I get emotional, please don't okay. worry. Don't if worry. I make you emotional. <laughs> you might. It's okay. <laughs> okay. But a big one, and it has been a key in my life, is growing up without a dad. Just imagine, picture this, three years old, you see your dad for the last time, you give him a glass of water, your mom and dad are outside your ha- the house, it was an apartment where we lived in, they're arguing, you have no idea what's going on, all you see is that you love your dad, and you love your mom, right? And all you do is hang him a glass of water, he says, thank you, he says, I love you, you have to go back in, and that's the last time that I saw him. So ever since then, of course, as three years old, you have no idea what's going on. You're a kid. You just want to have fun and everything. But as I grew up, as as I started to ask questions to my mom, what happened and everything, even though the the whole truth was not disclosed, I kind of started feeling like, whoa, my dad was never there for me. And it gave me two perspectives. One, I never want to make my kids feel this way. So it motivated me to be a great father, to be the best father ever. That's why I have three kids. And I'm not doing what my dad did to them, to, to me. And also motivated me to be a great husband as well. When it came to relationships, serious relationships, I was like, okay, how can I be the best man for this, for this woman that I'm with? And every single, every single day I wake up, okay, how can I be the best father? How can I be the best husband? And it all derived from growing up without a dad, growing up without a father or a positive male figure, not necessarily my father, but just a positive male figure. And that, that scenario of event alone took me down good lanes, but also very bad lanes. One of the bad lanes, unfortunately, was me feeling that I'm not enough. I'm not good enough for anybody because in my head, I was like, well, my own biological father did not love me enough to go to handle his, his trauma or his struggles so that he can be there for me. He didn't love me enough for that. So I always felt when it came to that, that I would never be enough. Whether I was gifted in school, I would pass my or I would pass grades, or I would get straight A's, or whichever scenario, I would not be enough. And it all derived from that. And also the anger that led to me seeking a positive male role model in anybody. And you know how that goes statistically. That's yep. why when it comes to like gang members and all those things, or pe- people in prison, a lot of them don't have fathers. So I could have been a very bad kid (laughs) and I'm so glad uh, I wasn't, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the key things where like my motivation or the pain that I felt back then, I wanted to make sure that my kids didn't feel, or even the pain that my mom felt when it came to like that separation and raising four kids on her own. I didn't want my wife to feel. Yeah. So it just, it was a big motivator. Yeah. Um, Holy smokes, Moses. Um, that's, that's really tough. And, you know, I, um, I never really knew my biological father. 
Um, my my mother and him divorced when I was one, and he spent um, a lot of my childhood in prison. Mm. Um, I don't really talk about that that much. Um, I met him once when I was 19 in person, and I was just so angry. I wanted nothing to do with him. Um, I had a stepfather in my life who, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. He was what he was. <laughs> Not the friendliest guy uh, in the world, but, you know, he was there since I was four. Um, so that, you know, I know it's probably different as I'm a female and, you know, you know, and I, I do believe that, you know, uh, young men need a positive, strong male role model in their lives. So I love yeah, that yeah. you are aware, being aware of it is a big thing and being able to kind of change the legacy there and, and change that pattern for your own family. It's really powerful. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was able to become aware of it. Like having that drive to be better than him, not as in um, I want to be better than you. I just want to be my best self. I just want to be the best version of me. And I know that the best version of me will not abandon his kids, will not abandon the, their spouse. They would do everything they can to make sure that not only are you able to provide for your family, but be there emotionally, be there mentally, be there presently. Because yeah, there's a lot of fathers who are don't leave their kids, but they're stuck at work all day long and they clock out, but mentally they're still at work, which is where I was during my darkest times as a supervisor. And I knew that that wasn't aligned with what I wanted to do as a father and as a husband, because it was taken away externally. I was successful because I mean, I got a job that I wanted. I was getting good pay, but my relationship with my wife was not up to, it wasn't that bad to the point of divorce or like even thinking about separation, but it wasn't, it just wasn't good to the point where we felt comfortable with it. And also my relationship with my kids, it was very, very surface level. It wasn't deep. And I knew something had to change. And it was like I mentioned, it was one of those, do I choose my life or do I choose my profession? And of course I choose my life a hundred percent of the time. I love that. Love that. So if you could give advice to your 18 year old self, knowing what you know today, what advice would you give yourself? I would say um, you're loved no matter what. You are enough. You are smart enough. You are intelligent enough. You yourself are enough. You don't have to pretend to be anybody else. You don't have to act a certain way. You don't have to dress a certain way. You just have to be you. Yeah. And um, I'm glad when it came to like meeting my wife, that's who I was able to be. (laughs) I was able to be myself because I wasn't really looking for anyone. And she wasn't either. So it's not like I was trying to be someone that she was attracted to. I was just being myself. And she ended up being attracted to that, luckily. Um, but yeah, just be yourself. Learn to be yourself. Learn to not not let the circumstances that happen in your life hold you back. Learn from them. Because if you don't learn from them, then, then they will hold you back. Yeah. And then just be aware. It's something something that I came to realize recently is that when it comes to like love and relationships, success in business monetary, emotional healing. It's never, it's not a destination. It's something you're going to have to work on. You have, you have, you can constantly have to be aware of what you're thinking, what you're feeling and how you can move forward to where you want to be so that that doesn't hold you back. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. Um, shifting gears. I would love to hear, do you have anyone in your life that's been influential on you? Um, that's maybe motivated you in a way that no one else has? 
Yes. So this gentleman that I'm currently in the process of working with, his name is Brian Bogert. He's the one that really put it into perspective when he came to how like your past trauma really affects how you interact with people right now. When it comes to your kids, your spouse, how you do in business, how you do in work and how it's not strategies or tactics that you need to change to be successful. You have to realize what's really stopping you from making a phone call. What's really stopping you from making that other sale? What's really stopping you from giving more to your spouse? What's really stopping you from having a deep conversation with your parents or your siblings? And it really goes back to that, the the past circumstances that you dealt with and those holding you back. So he was one of the first, when I started listening to podcasts and reading podcasts, when it comes to like personal development, self-help and just improving you. It was one of the first ones that I ran into and it just impacted me so much. And luckily, just because of how I am, I didn't seek him to work with him at first. I just supported him. Like, hey, I like your message. I like what you're doing. I would like and comment on his post on Instagram. And the opportunity came where I was like, okay, well, I mean, it doesn't hurt if the opportunity is there. So I'll just ask. Yeah. And luckily, right now we are in the process of working together. I'm hoping to learn a lot from him because he's deeper into that space than I am right now. But yeah, it would be him, Brian Bogart. Wonderful. And if people wanted to find you or him online, where could they find you? Instagram. My tag is Moises.Rico21. So it's M-O-I-S-E-S dot Rico, R-I-C-O 21. Okay. And 21 specifically because that's the year where I was like, I found my calling. I found my purpose. So 21 kind of has that special meaning to me, the year 21. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Um, And, you know, kind of uh, tying this all together, let's pretend we're 100 years into the future Mm -hmm. and folks are thinking about the impact that you made, your legacy. What do you want your legacy to be? I had, I've, I've thought about legacy a lot. It went from legacy about my children, what I leave to my children monetarily, um, anything like that before. Now it's really impact what I left in them for them to carry on forward to with their children or whoever they're going to impact. But I really want people, including my kids, my wife, even strangers, just be able to say that because he lived, my life is better because he was able to give in whatever shape or form that I'm giving and not ask for anything in return, my life is better. My life is way better because I ran into his podcast or I ran into him and and, in the airport or wherever. And he told me something that just impacted my life. And it's all like, I just want to have a a life of giving, not really much receiving, but that I was able to give my all. Wow. I, I think that, it is incredibly admirable. And when I saw what you were doing on Instagram, I knew I wanted to have you on my podcast. I wanted to help give you a platform to talk about this. I think it's just so important. I don't think as a society, we really realized how important it was to really balance out like mental health and well-being alongside your professional world. I, I can't think of too, too many times prior to the pandemic where we had real conversations about mental health uh, in the workplace. We kind of would like tap above it a little bit, but it was a little bit more taboo in most settings. And now 
with the full integration of work and life, it's become front and center. And, you know, if companies aren't um, supportive of their their team members' journeys and, and needs in that realm, uh, they leave. And yep. I think that's what you, you, you know, kind of called out at the beginning around the great resignation. Um, so I just knew I, I had to talk to you uh, and hear what you were working on because I wanted I want people to find you and and get, you know, find the motivation and what you're saying like I do. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, definitely. Anything that I can do to spread the message, spread the joy, help people find themselves, find what they truly want to do in life and not just live a mundane life, clocking in, clocking out, going to going to the bar and drinking and then coming home because dissatisfied, not fulfilled. Yeah. That's something that I really, is really important for me, but also that I want to share with people because it will be very selfish. It'll be very selfish for me to learn all these things about myself, heal myself and make myself better and not share it with the world and give that to the world so that they can have the same opportunity to do that for themselves. Thank you. And thank you for doing that. The last question I'm going to ask you today and Hopefully we have a little bit of fun with this one. Um, is if you could have dinner with any two people that are alive, who would they be and why? Um, I guess right now, yeah, I would say my dad. Just so I can, because um, I would have questions and not in a, because I know when it comes to children, when they, when they go so long without seeing their dad and they have all these thoughts about them, um, they kind of see it in a negative way, but I see it in a very where I can help my dad if he hasn't healed from whatever he happened to him that enabled him to hurt others and just ask him like, Hey, what happened to you? How were you treated when you were a kid? What happened in your childhood and how did that affect you in the future? Is that the reason why you decided to leave me and, and, and the rest of your children and your, your spouse and not fight for us or not do your best to come back into our life or not even do your best to, even see us after that time that I last saw you just kind of ask him those questions so I can understand for myself yeah. and maybe even help him if he hasn't been healed or he hasn't had that help and let him see like, Hey, even though you were not there, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think that having that, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it closure, but it's almost kind of like a closure to kind of yeah. tie that loop and, um, and kind of, you know, solve some of the questions that you may have open in your mind. It's always super helpful. Did you have another person that you would invite to dinner? Um, I want to say him because I'm pretty sure we're going to have dinner soon. <laughs> At least we're planning to, but I guess someone that I, that again, also inspired me to continue on in this, in this healing and finding my calling, finding my purpose would be a gentleman uh, named Ed Milet. I don't know if you heard his name before. No. But um, yeah, his story is also very awesome. I uh, really resonated with with his story. Um, just to give a little bit of context, when I think he, he was in twenties, so he aspired to be a best, a professional baseball player, but an injury ended that dream, and he ended up getting a job in a home for for boys, boys who have been orphaned, who have been removed from the families because the family was not good. And he was there to be their kind of brother or even father, father figure or brother figure to encourage them and everything. So that really inspired me because I resonated with those boys. Like, man, if you were in my life, 
my life would be a hundred times better. <laughs> yes. So his story, his message, what he's also doing has really impacted me in so many ways. And I just want to be able to just be another voice of positivity out there. I love that. Thank you, Moises. And again, I thank you so much for coming on today and talking to me and just being so, you know, so raw with me and open. I, I really appreciate it. And I hope you know that I'm always a resource for you. If you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. Uh, you know where to find me on multiple platforms. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you again for coming on. Of course. Thank you very much, Miranda. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me on as well. Just another platform for me to share my voice, my message, and hopefully your audience was able to get something from it. I'm sure they will. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of From There to Here. Check back weekly for new episodes. For more conversations about this episode and more, please feel free to follow Miranda on LinkedIn. See you soon.